Welcome to another edition of Oh No Not Them, the show where formats don't matter. There is no plan. And it's all bullshit anyway. Come along for the ride. Here are your hosts, Eric, Jim, and Bill. Hey. <laughs> Mr. Fucking Happy. It, the, the fucking enthusiasm yeah. is just infectious there, pal. Right. Uh, son of a bitch. What's up, boys? Not much. Shitty week. That was a decent week. Uh, personally, it's been a good week. Um, with what's going on in the fucking world, not so much. Correct. Uh, let, I, before we get going with the fun stuff, I kind of want to recap a little bit of what's going on in the world. As we record this, it is Mar- uh, March the 30th, 2023. And... This week has been a fucking shit show in the United States. Um, we had another mass shooting at a fucking school. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the wake of that, a bunch of bomb threats at schools across the country. Mm-hmm. Yesterday. Uh, yep, yesterday. Um, get your shit together, people. Not only that, they were, there were uh, swatting. Yep, they were swat, uh, people swatting schools. Yeah, calling calling the police saying, hey, there's five kids dead, there's a shooter in the school, blah, blah, blah. And the cops, it happened in Caddy? Yeah. Uh, where the hell else? It Part- happened all over the country. Yeah, yeah. But it's fucking ridiculous. Um, people, get your shit together. Um, here's what's going to happen in the wake of this, just like any other, uh, any one of, any other one of these incidents. The far left is going to use it as an excuse for another gun grab. And then the far right is going to say, well, the Second Amendment can't be infringed in this and that. Here's an idea, folks. Instead of new laws that the fucking criminals aren't going to, uh, aren't going to follow anyway, because criminals don't follow laws. Correct. Here's an idea. When you fill out that PICS check, the instant checks form, Mm -hmm. okay, there's a question on there about if you've ever been, um... Diagnosed with a mental illness. Don't make that a fucking honor system question anymore. HIPAA laws are fucked. Because of the HIPAA laws, we can't look into the medical background of these people. And we can't find out if they've been diagnosed with some sort of mental illness. Like the person that shot up the school in fucking Nashville. She bought all those guns legally. Mm Mm-hmm. And her parents thought... Uh, Nothing of it. Well, no. They didn't think she should own a weapon, and they thought she got rid of them all. Oh, okay. And well, she just bought seven in the last yeah. few days. You know, the fucking... We need, we need common sense And not only reform. that, I mean, shouldn't that bring up a red flag that somebody just goes out and buys a whole bunch of guns at once? Well, yes and no. Like, I, I'm a big advocate of the second amendment correct okay i'm a big advocate of all of our constitutional rights and in and of itself going out and buying a bunch of weapons i don't know if that how much of a red flag that should be but it is a bit of a red flag from time to time but we need to be able to find out if these people have mental you know have mental instability you know, fucking wake up, man. Yeah. 
We got we got six more dead people that didn't have to die three that kids. day. Three, three of them, nine, three nine-year-old children. Yep. Wake the fuck up. Then last night, um, two Black Hawk helicopters crashed. Yes. Outside of Fort Campbell, Kentucky. Um, you know, lost nine soldiers uh, in a routine, you know, it's a tr- routine training mission. You know, the, all of the facts haven't come out on that one yet. But, you know, routine training mission outside of Fort Campbell, Kentucky. Two Black Hawk helicopters went down and it's fucking terrible. And then today, actually within the last few hours, the Manhattan Grand Jury has voted to indict former President Donald Trump. When the hell did this come down? It just came down. Jesus I, I was wa- Christ. I, have eight, I had ABC News on when you guys came in. Um, I got an alert, and I quick ran in and started watching it. Um, President, Former President Trump has offic- well is officially going to be indicted in the Stormy Daniels hush money scandal. <laughs> Here's a fucking lesson, people. When you pay off your porn stars, don't make it look like a fucking campaign contribution. They didn't. Yes, they did. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. His fucking fixer, who testified... Yes, Michael Cohen. Who's trying to save his own ass. Who testified against him, admitted that he made the payment and made it look like a campaign contribution. He fucking admitted it to the grand jury. There's nothing illegal about paying off a sexual liaison. There's There's nothing illegal about a hush money payment. You're correct. When you make it look like a fucking campaign contribution, then it becomes illegal. He took a loan out and made that payment because he didn't want he didn't want to use his money. He didn't want to use Trump's money because he didn't want anyone to know where the money came from. No. And it was it was on the books as a hundred and thirty thousand dollar campaign contribution. It's on the fucking books from the 2016 election. You gave the money out, but you're saying it's a campaign contribution to Trump. It was because Trump, uh, he gave the money, uh, ostensibly gave the money to Trump. Okay. It was Trump's own money that he gave to him. They tried, they're cooking the books to make it and made it look like it was a campaign contribution. But the money went to the porn star. Correct. Okay. He fucking admitted it under oath to the to the to the Manhattan grand jury. If if you're gonna make hush money money payments, just make the hush money payments. Fuck. Hmm. <laughs> Former fucking swindler in chief gets fucked over. Oh I love it. When you were talking about going back to the the guns again, and I. I tried to find, well, I did a half-assed job in trying to find the story because I was fucking busy all week. Um, the, the one guy, the, the, the sales manager, Yeah. Um, we were talking about it, and he, says, and, and he says, it just happened, you know, within the last month. These people got sentenced. Uh-huh. What they did was they had guns, and they were selling them illegally. Okay. Lots of guns to bad people. Now, these are untraceable guns because, you know, you're selling them, you know, off off the grid. 
That doesn't make them untraceable. Well, anyway, let's put it this way. No background checks, no nothing. Anybody can buy these guns. Okay, yeah, they were illegally purchased. Correct. What do you think they got sentenced to? Probably, they probably uh, got a slap on the wrist. Yeah, six months to a year. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Everybody wants to be tough on crime until it comes down to fucking brass tacks. Now, and like, I'm getting like, they're, they're going to talk. People are going to talk about the gun show loopholes and this and that. The gun show loophole is a fucking myth. Correct. It's a myth. You're you not to, wrong. You go to a gun show, you buy a firearm. You still have to do the picks check. The only way you're going to not do the picks check is if you buy one out of the fucking parking lot. Correct. Somebody. Correct. Okay. Any dealer at a gun show has to buy law. Do a do, go through do the picks check system, mm-hmm. and every private gun sale I've ever taken part in, whether selling or buying, has been done through a licensed FFL. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I I like to do things the right way. <laughs> you know, I, I like believe it or not, I like to do things the right way. I'm not that big of a scum fuck. Right now, uh, fuck. I think these are the end times, guys. <laughs> you're not telling you. It's, it's it's going yeah. to hell in a handbasket. But I, now you were talking about you know about hard, tough on crime. I mean, now imagine if they got sentenced to, you know, twenty to twenty five years. That would be a little better. It would be, and it would it would you know, it would make people think twice about doing it. It might. It might make people think twice. However. Criminal is going to criminal. Yes. So it doesn't really matter. But from the get, I mean, I, I just had to bring all this stuff up before we got into the fun stuff because right. it, it, this is a fucked up day <laughs> in American history. We have never, ever, ever had a former president be indicted for criminal offenses before today. March 30th, 2023 is, I, I don't want to call it a red letter day, but it, this is a fucking, <laughs> a, a fucking monumentous day in American history. And then there was another fucking train derailment. We were in fucking Minnesota. Yeah. And fucking, what was it? Ethanol or methanol all over the fucking place. And then there was another one in Ohio. In Ohio. It was by the Ohio River for Christ's sake. Jesus I, I don't Christ. know. Christ. I don't know. I think, I, I think. Fuck. Send lawyers guns and money. <laughs> Absolutely. My, my, my news doesn't sound so bad. Really. What, what's your news, Bill? Well, I mean, I, in my movie list, I watched It's Pat. Oh. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. It, I, I was asked if it aged well. Honestly, it's as funny as the sketches were back then. Which is to say not and, funny. And it has nothing to do with, like... If anybody wants to just throw up, it's nothing to do with transgender anything. The whole movie is about accepting yourself for who you are. And yes. that's it. However, to make a 90-minute long joke <laughs> about how people can't tell, it just, dear God, it got tedious and dumb. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, like, like most of the Saturday Night Live movies. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Well, I only have one more I got to watch now. What's that? Ladies' Man. Oh. oh, I love that movie. That's, and then I've watched all the Saturday Night Live movies. But, see, but, see now, my name is Leon Phelps, and <laughs> yes. I am the ladies' man. I drink Cuvassier. 
That's right. See, when you with some skanky, she says, I don't want to do it in the butt. Say, that's okay. We'll find something else. Yes. It almost sounds like Dusty Rhodes, but. In public, if you will. So, but uh, today, though, today, today at lunch, I went to Yako's. Okay. The hot dog king. Yeah. Yeah, they're okay, hot dogs. They're okay. They're okay. Well, I was going to say, no, I thought you hated Yako's. Well, that was years ago, and my palate is refined. Same here. I used to hate Yako's, but now, dude, I will fuck some Yako's up. Yeah. So, don't don't be fucking Yako's. <laughs> so, uh, anyway. No, hey, I, fuck, hey, all right, no, all right. If, if you like, like Yako's, Pots in Northampton I've been is there. fucking terrible. I've been there as oh, well. Dollar Dog Days don't yeah, on Tuesday. Yeah, but the, the old people in there just look, piss me look. off. Look. I can understand why you like the dollar dog days with your blub blub. Pots. No. Pots belly. Pots cannot fucking hold a candle to Yakos. So I go in and they have a new system there set up. It's very much soup Nazi-like. Okay. (gasps) Right? You go up to the counter. You say your order nice and loud. They have signs that say your order nice and loud to make sure, you know, and basically and then move on down and pay. Right? So I was the only one that didn't mumble or say my order in a stupid accent. And when I say stupid accent, I think these people are from New York. But because <laughs> they were taking pictures of Yakos. Oh. And it's like, get out of my way, you fucking tourists. <laughs> so so I get up there and I said, uh, three Yakos dogs and a large fry. And I moved down like I'm supposed to. Right. The lady goes, who got the four hot dogs? Three hot dogs. Is that it? And a large fry. I moved down. The lady with the fry says, what size fry? Why am I saying this so fucking loud? Uh, <laughs> and you're not going to hear me the first time. But uh, all in all, delicious food. I know who said it. <laughs> delicious the food. The very fucking godmother said it. Yeah, but, but really good food. Other than the, 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 the guy at the register figured, however, he didn't tell me when I could insert and take out my card. Uh-huh. So basically, I'm just kind of standing there waiting. Awkward. Yeah, it's like, well, you going to tell me? I mean, I I know you don't put in too early because the machine hates that shit. When do I put it in? Well, yeah, yeah you got you to warm it up a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> Slap it around a bit. Yeah. So, But other than that, it was good. But the, the tourists in front of me, uh, they're taking pictures of the place. It's like, come on. It's, it's, it is all in all just a hot dog. Yeah. And, and Spillane's is better. No, it's not. They is. No, it's not. They is better. No. No. Spillane's. Yeah, Isn't I, that a gym? No. Um. Spleen's well, fit? fucking Claude, <laughs> Claude's Creamery sells Spillane's hot dogs. Back oh. in the day, where Spillane's fit is, yes, used to be Spillane's. It was a little uh, craft store, little craft. Well, yeah, it was, it was a craft big store. craft store. It was a great craft store. They they had everything there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and way back in the day, there was a little lunch counter when oh. you walked into Spillane's, and those Spillane's dogs were actually fucking good. The ones at Claude's isn't maybe shit. No, they're tasty. They're fucking terrible. And you could not... I will not eat anything <laughs> out of that building. <laughs> anything. All right. I, fine. I understand. Don't give you an ice cream? No. no. I've seen things. Oh. I've, I, you forget. I'm a former Pencor employee. Oh. Every place around has we seen things. There are some places I won't eat because I've seen things. And if you won't and eat, probably, there, it's and bad. I, and I've probably been part of them, too. <laughs> Alleg- <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, uh, we we got to give a shout-out to this uh, new addition here. Yes. Um, 
Your cousin Mike Bill will know this guy, and I know Amanda. I know who that uh, is. That's Bob who, Ross. No, no, no. The guy who painted this. Oh. Uh, <laughs> guy, guy named Tommy Dorsey in Bethlehem. Now, what's really funny? It, yeah, I know. He. It, it was just. Wait. What do you know? You. What was that? What is the name? Tommy. It, Do- it like sounds Dorsey familiar. Brother. Yes, it does. Is he in a band? No. That's another Tommy Dorsey. Correct. So it, Tommy Dorsey is in a band. You're supposed to say yes, but not that Tommy Dorsey. Asshole. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, he just started doing this stuff three years ago. That it's actually, it's really cool. During during the pandemic, he wanted something to do, and now he does this full time. This is his fucking job. This Thank- was painted during the pandemic. No, this was just painted last. Okay, so on, as, this was just painted Sunday. I was hoping we gotta get things sanitized if things. Oh Jesus! Yes. Uh, God. Tommy, Tommy Dorsey. Thank you very much. That's an awesome, yes, awesome uh, picture. Uh, Bob Ross playing the circle game. There we go. I know it's got to be below the. It's got to be below the waist for it to count. Put it down yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, but if it were put below the waist, it'd be staring at the crotch the whole time, and nobody. Well, that's that. the whole thing. Nobody whole, wants that. That's the whole point. Caught you looking. Ooh, is that the point? Yes. Yes. I didn't know. That's the whole point of of the game. So, I did have something kind of cool happen during to me this past week. At least something happened I, to somebody good. I found i I was going through a bunch of pictures. Oh yes. And I found some fucking gems. I found a picture. I I I posted it on on my personal Facebook. It's a picture of me, Bo Broussard, and Vic Isaac, the three amigos when we were in Panama. Mm-hmm. I fucking cried when I found that picture because I forgot that that even existed. Wow. I I didn't think there was any photographic evidence of the three of us together. Mm. And then I posted, later on, I posted um, a side-by-side from, uh, of that picture. And then when Bo passed away, Zeke and I got together. At, we, we met up again at, his funeral, at Bo's funeral. Yeah. And it was the first time we'd seen each other in 25 years. Jesus. At maybe more than 25. I would have to check the timeline. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the first time we've seen each other in in like 25 plus years. And I po- posted side by side pictures. And dude, a fucking lifetime ago. Mm. The, the pictures that I posted, the picture I posted to the three of us. I was 19 years old. Yep. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. That was 1994 when I got to Panama. Holy Un- shit! Unfucking believable. Such great times, and uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I tagged. Obviously, I tagged Vic in it, and I tagged his wife, and I tagged Bo. Uh, you know, if they have Facebook in heaven, you know, yeah. maybe Bo's look yeah. could looked at it. But I also tagged Bo, uh, Bo's wife. Mm-hmm. I tagged Holly in it, and. Uh, that was, you know, it, uh, just such a cool picture. And I found one of me um, with a bass I had bought for 50 bucks <laughs> at a little music store in Panama City, Panama. It wasn't a Steinberger, but it was like a, a ripoff of the Steinberger headless bass. Yeah. Unfortunately, I couldn't bring everything back home with me, so I ended up selling that bass down there. Did you make money off it? 
No, I told I sold it to the dude I sold it to for the same fifty bucks. I there sold. you go. <laughs> I paid for it, you know. But uh, yeah, I, I'm. We've been going through some. Uh, been going through pictures. I found some classics that you'll remember, Bill. I found some uh, Euclid. Okay. Era shit from mugshots. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh. I found some Euclid pictures from mugshots with the mural on the wall. Yep. Before Dave remodeled. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I found some cool stuff and I'm in the process of scanning it in and posting it. So oh stay tuned. There's going to be some cool shit coming up. Um, speaking of cool shit, before we get into our reviews, I got a couple of lists. We haven't done lists in a minute. This one, the first one I want to do, and I want your takes on these. <laughs> 25 members of famous bands who don't get enough love. All right. Okay. This is from a website called Yard Barker. Mm. Um, I don't know what a fucking Yard Barker is. Is that a dog that's chained up to the, you know. Probably. Up? It's probably a dog that's chained up and it's like. Woof, woof. Yeah, yeah, it's like you can't get outside the fence. So he's just like, he's just there shouting in his own home. Ah, okay. Yeah. That's the kind of people that make these lists. They're just, mm. they're just shouting to the fucking internet. <laughs> Pretty much. Actually, this this I, I obviously since I typed yeah. it out, I went through this list. It's a pretty good list. The first one on the list, and these aren't in any particular order, mm-hmm. is Michael Anthony of Van Halen. Yep. Well, you know what? You're not wrong there because when you think of Van Halen, number one, you think of Eddie, you think of David Lee Roth, and then the drummer, and then Michael Anthony's usually the fourth person mentioned. See, and he didn't say fucking Hagar. Eat shit. No, because when you think I'm talking, of, when you think of Van Halen, good Van Halen, no, right? You think of Sammy. Yes, I would think of Sammy. Yeah, I would, I would take that too. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Michael Anthony. Not only is I mean, a lot of his Van Halen stuff, the bass play, the bass parts aren't super difficult. Mm-hmm. He's but he's rock solid in the pocket with Alex. Yes, and. All those high harmonies for all those years, that wasn't David Lee Roth and that wasn't Sammy. That was Michael Anthony. Mm-hmm. Very underrated singer and a very underrated bass player. I got to agree. Uh, Michael Anthony deserves way more love. I just heard I just heard something on a boneyard. Was it yesterday or the day before that he's writing music and now I, I won't be able to remember. Oh, uh, the drummer from Aerosmith. Joey and, Kramer. And a guitarist from somewhere. Shit. They're jamming, possibly getting an album together. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, next on the list. Uh, Roy Bitten, keyboard player of the E Street Band. I don't know. I... And also, I never thought the E Street Band is like having keyboards. It's, all, it's there. It's there. And you know what's funny? The only... The only person from like a, a, a non-traditional instrument that I remember from the E Street Band is Clarence, Clarence Clemens, Clemens, the saxophone player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keyboardist, never fucking heard of him. I guess he is underrated. Well, and then you got You can't forget about little Stevie Van Zandt either. Well, he was he was guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Next on the list, one of the greatest bass players in rock and roll history, not just heavy metal, Geezer Butler of Black Sabbath. 
I mean, everybody gives Tony Iommi the love and everybody gives Ozzy the love. You're exactly right. For my money, the guy in Black Sabbath that never got the love he deserved was Bill Ward. Mm-hmm. Bill Ward was a jazz drummer playing heavy metal. Yeah. yeah. Ward was just a, a killer fucking drummer. You look like you got something to say. No, I'm just I'm just thinking. I mean, I don't I don't know that. I know who Geezer Butler is, and I gave all the crap. I mean, I don't know. And he was also the main lyricist of yeah, Black I mean, Sabbath. I don't I don't know <laughs> much about everyone because I don't really listen to a lot of people's opinions. Right, right, right. Yeah, you like to live in your echo chamber. Exactly, exactly. Because <laughs> I know everyone in there. Right. Uh, the next one mm. we have Tom Petty's lead guitar player, Mike Campbell. Never heard of him. Yeah, because it. it there's a lot of good guitar parts in, in uh, Petty songs. Oh, yeah. Mike Campbell is a very underrated guitar player. Fan, uh, like, good shit. Um, next on the list, John Deacon of Queen. Which one was he? He's the bass player. Bass player. No, I, okay, but, but, but which one was he? The bass player. <sighs> on the picture of the Queen thing, he ain't Brian May. So there's two others. He's not Freddie. Yeah, but then there's two others. He's was he the, the one that did the high harmonies? In, he, no. No, so he's the other guy. He's the bass player. He's the dark-haired one. Okay. All right. So I'll, I'll, give, him, I'll give him a pass because I, I don't know who he is. <laughs> Next on the list is a guy that is one of the... I won't say he's underrated because everyone who knows... Anyone who knows anything about playing an instrument, especially the bass... Will give this man all the credit he deserves. John Entwistle of The Who. Oh, there we go. Okay. Yes, he will be passed away. Yeah, a few, a few years, years ago. ago in Vegas, yeah. Yep. John Entwistle. He's a very bass-heavy list. Well, yeah. <coughs> we get no love. <coughs> no, no. I did not write this list. No, I know. Yeah. I know. No, no, yeah. It, we it, get no love. No, bass players get a lot of love. No, we don't. Let me. Cliff Burton. I'm sure there's others. John Paul Let's Jones. See what I mean? <laughs> he's on here. Um, John Entwistle, um, great fucking bass player. Yes. Uh, whether, you know, look, go back and listen to a song like Boris the Spider. Mm-hmm. That's, which, that's old who. Which John sang as well. Is it? I mean, was that him singing? Hang yeah. on, hang on. Like, all who is old who. I mean, I'll No, 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 that was like, like the <laughs> first album. mid-60s. Yeah, that was yeah, that's Boris. Really funny creepy, story. Crawly. Yes, really funny story. When my aunt was working at the uh, print shop at Panther Valley Athletic, that's when, uh, this is going back, God, Jimmy had to be probably only five or six years old, and they were getting into the Who. I mean, they would sing the songs and everything else, and one of Jimmy's favorite songs was Boris the Spider. Yeah. So my aunt had a shirt made up special, and it had a, it was a black t-shirt, and it had a white, you know, like stick figure spider, and it said Boris the Spider on it. Nice. It's kind of cool. Nice. Hmm. Um, next on the list, I don't think this guy doesn't get the love he deserves, but not my list. Ace Freely of Kiss. I think based on the shit he did at a lot of the uh, 70s interviews and Phantom of the Park, where he, where he acted like a complete jackass. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but I think stuff from Freely's Comet is outstanding. Yeah, but he got sausage with his Grand Slam. Yeah, and, and if you listen, if you listen to the the song Eugene, where they keep saying it's not written about Gene Simmons, 
but damn, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Next is someone's going to be near and dear to Jim's heart, Stone Gossard of Pearl Jam. Yeah. But you know what? He's, he's and I, I wouldn't say he's underrated. He's well-known because he was with uh, Mother Love Bone. He was, he was one of the founding members of Mother Love Bone, if I can remember. And then he was a founding member of Pearl Jam. But that in a buck and a half will get you a But I'm just coffee. saying, I mean, he's well-known in... Is there anybody in Stone Temple Pilots called Pearl? No. no. All right. No. What the fuck? Well, he's in the wrong band, then. Oh, dear He Lord. might have been the Temple Pilot. Uh, <laughs> next is a guy, uh, a guy that I don't... Th- I, I wouldn't... I don't... Tom York gets all the love, all of the love in Radiohead. Yes. But Johnny Greenwood's not that great of a guitar player. Radiohead. Though. I don't, it's I don't Radiohead. listen to Radiohead. Yeah. I, I, I like, got to agree. It's like, you know, oh, God. The only song I really know by them is Creep. Well, yeah. The only one I know is Paranoid Android. Next, a guy that should get all the love, George Harrison of the Beatles. Yeah. I like his solo shit. I love... I was going to say... Harrison's a great guitar player. Great writer, too. Yeah. I didn't think he was underrated. Well, it's not underrated. Yeah. It's that deserve more love. Oh, yeah. deserve more love. Because, like, okay. you know, everyone know, you know, everyone loves, like, you know, John and Paul. And then Ringo kind of like, well, he's the goofball of the group. Correct. So he just was on laughing right. and all the comedy shows. And Harrison kind of took his career a little more seriously. Wasn't he with the Traveling Wilburys, too? Yes, he was. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, next on the list, we have the drummer of the Clash, Topper Heaton. I never even knew the drummer's name. No, neither did I. Neither did I. Um, yep. Next, somebody we'll talk about later on, John Paul Jones of Led Zeppelin. He, everybody, everybody, rants and raves about Jimmy Page and John Bonham and Robert Plant. Mm-hmm. We'll get into this later. John Paul Jones was a fucking stud. He that dude was awesome. Absolutely, and he played with uh, them crooked vultures. Well, but uh, Hart for a little bit too. Mm. In, in, I didn't know a- that after Led Zeppelin broke up. Yeah, I didn't know that. Right. Next on the list, uh, I kind of want to get through these. We're already almost a half an hour in. Um, Alex Lifeson of Rush. When you're playing with guys like Neil Peart and Geddy Lee, yeah, you might you might. Get a little bit less love, but everybody fucking knows Alex is a killer. Yeah. And he gets the he gets yeah. the love he deserves. Yes, I got to disagree with that. Next, Ray Manzarek of the Doors, the keyboard player from the Doors. I think anybody from the Doors like was not getting love. No, those guys were fucking uh, just like just from a musician standpoint. Yeah, those guys were all uh, just amazing. They were amazing yeah. fucking players. Um, this one. I almost, I almost agree, and you're not going to fucking believe I'm going to agree with this. Mick Mars of Motley Crue. Mick is not a terrible guitar player. Correct. Mm-hmm. He's just stuck in a terrible band. <laughs> also, I mean, with his condition, yeah, he was it, ne- he was never running around on stage like every but every other hair metal everything at the time. Right. You know, even Tommy Lee couldn't keep his fucking ass sitting still. Right. But when you have yeah. When you have ankylosing spondylitis, yeah. yeah, it might put a little hamper on your shit. A little bit, mm-hmm. but you know, I mean, I wish Mick nothing but the best in his retirement. You've earned it, fucking yeah, many times over. Yeah, fucking rock on, dude. Uh, John Five, I'm still disappointed in you. <laughs> you deserve better. You, you and I understand. Believe me, I understand. Money talks and bullshit runs a marathon. 
And I'm sure that they cut John Five a fat fucking check. Yeah. To play and, with Motley Crue. And now I'm wondering who the fuck is going to be playing guitar for Zombie when I go see them in, in September. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Gary, Gary Holt. Yeah, they'll just get Gary Holt. <laughs> Gary Holt they'll will call, do anything. They'll call up Gary and say, come on, we need you. You know what? It wouldn't surprise me to see Riggs back. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me to see Riggs back, which wouldn't be a bad thing. Uh, next on the list, we have Billy Powell, the keyboard and piano player for Leonard Skinner. I didn't okay. know his name. Next, uh, I, I don't think this guy doesn't get the love he deserves, but uh, Gary Rittrath, the guitar player for REO Speedwagon. He's mm-hmm. not, I, I mean... I it, don't know anybody in REO Speedwagon, really. And, well, I knew Gary Rittrath and Kevin Croynan, yeah, who's I, the singer. But, you know, it's REO Speedwagon. Yeah, it's it's it, fucking mm, generic da, 70s da, 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 da. arena rock. You know? Yeah. Uh, next, Gina Shuck of the Go-Go's, the drummer for the Go-Go's. Ah, oh, yes, yes. yeah. Great punk drummer. If you go back and listen to early Go-Go stuff, mm-hmm. she's a fantastic fucking punk drummer. Yeah. You know, it, it, even later on, she's she's a very, very good drummer. Yeah, she got, got overlooked. Yeah, she did. And a lot of that had to do with Belinda Carlisle being out front. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know. And even Jody. Yeah, um, you know, had her movie career. Yeah. Next is a guy that is that gets more love than he fucking deserves, in my opinion, one man's opinion, Chad Smith of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. He's a good drummer. He looks like Will Ferrell. Yes. I'm not saying he's a bad drummer because he's not. But fuck the pe- fuck the Chili Peppers. Fuck know, them all. We know your stance, and it's not the Buffalo stance. That's right. Next, a guy that is a criminally underrated guitar player because of who he played with, Steve Stevens of the Billy Idol Band. Oh, I good okay. guitarist. I never even knew that's who he played with. Yep, Steve Stevens, great fucking guitar player, but he never got the credit I think he deserves because of playing with Billy Idol for yeah. all those years. Uh, next, the one of the background guys... Ralph Tresvant of New Edition. He was one of the singers in New Edition, but he wasn't the Bobby Brown thing. Yes, that's the band. They consider that a band. Yeah, a boy band. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what other boy bands are on there? That, that's it. Oh, um, next is a guy. He was never the flashiest drummer, and never the most you know technical drummer. Nobody's going to confuse his parts with. Neil Peart's or Keith Moon's, but he was fucking rock solid and it worked for the band. Charlie Watts of the Rolling Stones. Yeah. Um, I think most guys in Rolling Stones got as, they, as much love. I mean, I'm not the biggest Rolling Stones fan. Well, I agree with you. They yeah. got the love that they deserved, yeah. but Charlie Watts, like like I said, he's not the flashiest drummer in the world, but nope. fuck was he good. Yeah, he's and he, he, he kept... Perfect for what they did. You're exactly right. He kept the glue. He was the glue that kept, you know, that rhythm section. Yeah, him and Bill Wyman would just lock in, and yeah. away you go. Yes. Uh, yeah, so, so, Jim, now, since we're talking about boy bands, uh, is there any boy band member you think got out... You're such a dickhead. Got outshined I was waiting for him to by anybody? No, well, I, before, I, I don't know any. Well, before we turn the camera on... He was it, you know, it was basically a love love letter to fucking Joey Fatone up in this bitch. What are we talking about? I, I know, here? right? I mean, it was crazy how much it's like he wouldn't he wouldn't stop. Yeah. You talking no. about Joey Fatone. My fucking words never came out of my mouth. 
Uh, there's, there's no there's no video there's to say no otherwise. Proof. There's, no, there's proof. no video to say otherwise. All right, you were at my house this weekend, right? Were you listening to New Kids on the Block? And don't lie. I don't remember if it came on or not. Your you, playlist. You looked. It wasn't my playlist. And you looked right no, at me. No. You looked right, right at, at me you and said, this, why the hell this, are you playing no, this? No, you looked at me with a knowing smile. There was a knowing smile in your face. Like, oh, this brings back memories. He's a fucking I saw douche it. nugget. You know what? Next game night, I need to come up. <laughs> oh, dude. It was, it was from... Twelve thirty in the afternoon until what? Three in the morning. Three in the morning. <laughs> Shit, I would have been down. Oh. Anyway, next we only have three more to go. All right. Uh, Janet Weiss, the drummer of Sleater Kinney. I've never even heard of that band. They're uh, I never th- did either. Nineties alternative. Oh, well, that's why. Pretty good band. Uh, next is another actually criminally underrated bass player, Tina Weymouth of the Talking Heads. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. David Byrne overshadowed both everybody. Of them. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. Is that big ass suit? That's right. <laughs> and finally, arguably, you can make the argument, and you're, this is going to surprise you that I'm going to say this. You can make the argument that this man is the greatest rhythm guitar player in rock and roll, Malcolm Young of ACDC. Him and Angus definitely had a style that played off of each other. But I have to say, but he always stayed him, and oh, who the hell was the bass player? Shit. They always played. They always stood in the back. Yep, they always locked in. And and didn't move. But then again, ACDC's drum parts are super simple. Uh-huh. The bass player, the bass parts are super simple. Mm-hmm. For the most part, the rhythm guitar parts are super simple. Mm-hmm. It's fucking four on the floor, straight ahead rock and roll, lock in and go. Yep. And for ACDC, it worked. Yes. And those guys did it exceedingly well. Mm-hmm. Cliff Williams, I think, was the bass player. Okay. Now, should we do the reviews? Yeah. All want. right. What do we want to do first? Do we want to do overkill? Either or. Either or. I'm fine with either or. I got overkill on top, so let's do overkill. All right. So, I, mean, I did the, this with utmost respect. I see that. <laughs> I see that. Uh, boy bands. <laughs> Brian says boy bands. Really, Jim? NKOTB, Jim? Who what the, the fuck? fuck said that? <laughs> Brian. You're fired. don't respond to him he's a big fan oh brian oh jim was i all i did was i put on like time life sounds of the 80s Uh uh-huh and it's like a thousand songs mix right Uh uh-huh and and i also had that 90s uh mix stuff going on right well jim is under the impression that i curated all these and then all of a sudden, like, what, the Mighty Mighty Boss tones came on? Yes. And you were like, what is this? This is Ska. I'm calling Eric. I'm calling Eric. It's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's like, I didn't, I just let it go, man. It was bad, though. The playlist was bad. It was, not, oh, my God, no. you had a great time. I did have a good time. When it, when Donnie Osmond and Soldier of Love came on, you were grooving in that. You were fucking grooving. I know he was. <laughs> you know what? We need to, I, I'm serious, though. When New Kids on the Block came on, he gave me this side look like, yeah, like it no, was, no, it yeah, wasn't oh, a fucking nod. It was like, what the fuck is this? It was no, you were happy. You were like, it's like all these memories flooded back. You in. are such something. a fucking liar. He still has the poster rolled up in a tube in his fucking attic. Dear fucking lord, in a tube, in a tube. <laughs> oh, awesome. all right, Overkill, the years of decay. Fourth studio album by Overkill, released October thirteenth of nineteen eighty nine. This is the last album 
that had Bobby Gustafson on lead guitar. Him and Dee Dee Varini and Blitz had mm-hmm. a fucking terrible falling out uh, after the tour for this. Um, mm-hmm. And like this also, I don't think this is the first album without Rat Skates. I think this is actually the second without Rat on drums. But um, this is the last, like I said, the last one with Gustafson on guitar. Okay. Yes. Um, this peaked at number 155 on the Billboard charts. Should have been higher. Uh, Revolver Magazine placed this album on its list of 14 thrash albums that you need to own. Not uh, done by the big four? No, 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 no. Just 14 thrash albums you oh. need to own. Mm-hmm. Shut up. I thought that's what it said. No. Okay. It's ranked fifth on Loudwire's top 10 thrash albums not released by the big four. There you go. Yeah. Big fuck me. Yeah. Sorry. Hang on. Hang on. I need, oh, I, I oh, need oh, one. Oh, 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 oh. No, hang on. We got to bring up Samuel L. Jackson. Uh-oh. Yep. And you get a... Shut the fuck up, fat man. <laughs> Brian, since you can't hear it uh, over like on the live feed, that just said, shut the fuck up, Batman. <sighs> All right. Now, the f- this leads off with a fucking great opening track. Time to kill. I, I am not going to deny this, this fucking album. This... This album, I just about wore the fuck out in my in my Walkman, and I can remember it was the year I was a sophomore. I was a sophomore in high school, and this is when Panther Valley made their playoff one run to the Eastern Conference Championships, and we had like up to GAR and play. But this thing was staple for the bus trips that whole fucking football season. I fucking love this album. Yeah. Time to kill. Great fucking opener. Yeah, it sets the tone for the entire. Oh run. my god, does it ever! This is it. It's a just hard, fast thrash brutality. And yes. and that slow intro. Yes. Oh, beautiful mm. song. Beautiful song. Good East Coast thrash. Uh, next, the next song on the album is a an absolute classic. <laughs> Elimination. Yes. 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 This song, I, 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 I'm always, I've always wondered if this was about the AIDS epidemic. Hmm. Oh, because think of the time frame. We're in '89. Yeah. Terminal. What disease? You tell me too late with that coffin. We's fatal. You're shitting me. A second opinion is what I need. Yeah, maybe. Well, okay. We want the cure, and we don't. And we want it now. now. Reissue hope. We don't care how. You're making a mess. Disease in the nation. A one-way runaway, runaway train. train to elimination. Okay, maybe. Ooh, never I, looked at it that way before. Oh, yeah. then it's been a while. That's kind of what. It's kind of where I always thought this song was okay. at. Um, but absolute fucking classic. And the, if you go back to watch the video, the video is in all black and white. Yes. And a lot of like really intense close-ups on Blitz when he's singing. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this, this I think is the video. This song is the reason that I bought the cassette. Seeing that video and yeah. then whoop, and then the whole album just wow yeah yeah I I can see that because this um, elimination was the lead single off this record mm-hmm. uh, next on the record another fucking amazing song I hate <laughs> you can see overkill or you, oh. you can hear overkill's punk influence in this one mm-hmm. yeah yes it's a, very oh. fast and just. It's anti-establishment, anti-authority mm-hmm. to its fucking core. 
Great song. I hate when my back's against the wall. I hate the people that make you feel small. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I don't like pumping gas. This is, the hate yeah, the weights. This, yeah, this is like, um, this, <sighs> is, this is a little bit better than I hate everything about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, hey, there's, uh, ugly, there's more vitriol on this. Oh, Ugly Kid Joe's was happy and bouncy. It was. This is just, I fucking hate you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome fucking song. Um Next is a great song called Nothing to Die For. As a musician, this song blows me away. Hmm. The playing on this is just off the fucking charts good. Yeah. Dee Dee Varini is the best thrash metal bassist in the world ever, not named Frank Bello. <laughs> and he might be fucking 1A with Frank. Hmm. And... Like Dee Dee Varini's bass tone on this album mm-hmm. is the bass tone I strive for. Mm. That it, it it just cuts through the mix. It's there. It's just fucking the bass tone in and of itself just comes out and punches you in the fucking mouth. And then you add Gustafson's guitar on top mm-hmm. of it, and Sid Falk's yep. drumming and Blitz's vocals. Overkill really was the complete package. Mm-hmm. This the, these guys are so good. And in fact. Uh, my notes. Holy shit, the playing is off the charts on this. D.D. Varini may be the best bassist in thrash. <laughs> 1A Frank Bello. Yep. You know, and you know my love for Frank Bello. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and, and, and my love for Cliff Burton, you know, and, and Newstead even. Mm-hmm. And even that scumbag Ellison. Great fucking player. <laughs> yeah, terrible human being, but a great fucking mm. player. But fucking D.D. Varini was Next level good, man. Um, playing with Skulls and Skull Crusher is next. Yep. Now this one... Slowed it down? Yeah, but yes. this... Whenever I think Doom or Sludge Metal... Yes. This is what I want to hear. Absolutely. See, and I think I've I've always... And I, I still... I love Doom and I love Sludge. And it's like... I, I think this is the song I must compare everything to. Yes. Because it's perfect. This is a perfect song. And even clocking in at over 10 minutes long, yeah. this did not drag. No. I didn't get bored. Nope. I didn't want to turn it off. And this song would have been right at home on any Black Sabbath record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I absolutely love it. You don't even need that that playing with Spider's intro you don't need. No. But it's, it's, it's just so short there. They could have just called it Skull Crusher and been done with it. Well... An album that we're going to talk about uh, when we do our Black Sabbath deep dive, mm-hmm. when we talk about Master of Reality, there's a lot of shit like that on yeah. Master of Reality. I just listened to that whole album today. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, I, did, I had a pretty short trip for work. I only had to go down to... Uh, I only had to go to Neutropoli and Emmaus. Oh, Jesus. So, easy day today. Um, yeah, that's, that. this is an awesome song about addiction. Hmm. You know? It, it, hang on. Uh, do you have the lyrics with you? Yes, I do. Uh, let me see it. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I don't know a lot of these off the top of my and head. And especially the last. Uh, how far? How far are you gonna go? Someone should let you know. Once you win, you ain't gonna get out. You ain't get it out. Uh, put aside your foolish pride so you can just take one more ride. Hmm. Yeah, this is about uh, being addicted to smack. I think the engine's slowing down. Fifty years too early. You're laying underground. You're crushed. Yeah. Um. And a lot of the a lot of the New York, uh, New York, New Jersey hardcore scene 
and thrashing, you know, and the West Coast thrashing, mm-hmm. there was a lot of drug problems. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, this is it, it's a really fucking good song, though. And even, like, I, like I said, even at 10 minutes, yeah. it doesn't feel like a slog. No. Great song. Uh, Birth of Tension. <laughs> this has the best mosh part on the record. <laughs> this is a good fucking punching song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This song just make this this makes me want to be back at 19 years old in a fucking mosh pit. <laughs> you know, I you know the the fucking kid on that picture, you know, son of a bitch, I wish I was him again every time I hear this song. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, um. great fucking song. All right, next, what do you guys have on that one? Birth attention. Oh, I fucking love this song. I, I love the whole album. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, this is this, I, this is album is just that's why I made the bucket for me. Right, because it I love everything about this album. I can't gush enough about but, it. But this this song here, I mean, when when they get in, they they go through, and after the third verse, they slow it down a little bit. Yeah, and then they punch you right back in the mm-hmm. face for the end. That's that's fucking cool. Yeah, that that's the mosh part. Jim. Yeah. See, we need to explain he's these been, things. To he's him. been in a pit. I've seen him. Yeah, but he doesn't know what a mosh part is. Mosh part. You got. You need to watch like, the, the like when Anthrax shows war dance. Yes, that's the mosh part. Right. <laughs> you need to watch the the documentary Get Thrashed. I think I did. It's on. It's on Prime Video. I watched it again the other day. Um, next is a great song. Uh, Blitz, I think, saw the demise of heavy metal. Hmm? Coming on the horizon okay. with this. Who tends the fire? Would you consider this a ballad? No, not this one. No. Or wait, did I write that down? Shit. I, I, I damn oh. my notes again. Just the next one is the one I was thinking. Yeah. No. Uh, Blitz, like the way I took the lyrics to this, Blitz kind of sees that the musical landscape is changing. Mm. And he sees that the, the, who's going to tend the fire for metal? Yeah. All right. Maybe. What is the meaning? What does this writing mean? Where do I go? What do I do for now? Prophecies are foolish. They never last. They never speak the truth. So why are they calling me now? Yeah. Maybe. And the next we have the ballad. Yeah. Yes. The Years of Decay. Beautiful song. Yeah. Life Mm -hmm. on the road is fucking hard. Yes. That's what this is about. Life yes. on the road is hard, but it's worth it. And he has a good ballad voice too. Yeah, and like it's funny we you know I brought up get thrashed because Blitz the the guys from Overkill play a big part in it. Mm-hmm. And Blitz says about the one day they're sitting, you know, sitting in a parking lot somewhere, and says he said to Dee Dee Verini, he says, "I'm a 35 year old man who lives in parking lots." My life, my life is fucking great. Oh God! Because the 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 their life on tour consists of the bus, the venue, parking lots. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm a 35 year old man who lives in parking lots. It's funny when you think about it that way. Yeah, and to show you what a road warrior Blitz was, that motherfucker had a stroke on stage. That was was that over in Europe where that happened? Wow! That yeah, was that was recent in the past five or ten years? Yeah, I can remember. It was fairly recently, 
But yeah, Blitz had a fucking stroke on stage. And he's back out doing it. Mm. Back out. Overkill, these guys are OGs, man. Mm. Yep. So the final track of the record is a great way to end this album. Mm-hmm. Evil Never Dies. <laughs> I love this, this yeah. fucking song. It's another one that has punk roots in it. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. it, it just hits, keeps going and keeps going. <laughs> well, East Coast Thrash hit different than West Coast Thrash. Mm-hmm. Yes. L- listen to a band like Anthrax and, and a band like Overkill, and then listen to a band like Slayer and a band like Megadeth. Mm-hmm. It's totally different fucking worlds. Yes, it is. And I, I, I think I prefer East Coast Thrash. <laughs> I'm not. I don't. I. I can't. I can't prefer one over the other because every time I would like every time I would say one. Someone would pull me back to the other side. See, that's right. I, I, you're right, because every time I say that, Slayer pulls me the fuck back to the <laughs> West Coast. You know, and Slayer pulls me back. Or Testament pulls me back to the Bay Area. Yeah. yeah. So The Bay Area. That is, when you say the Bay Area, everyone, well, in our circles, knows what you mean. Yeah. You know, we're not going surfing. No. No, we're not. <laughs> so. This, this album, the... the the way this song ends, I remember the first time I listened to it, I'm like, did the fucking tape break? Because it just abruptly stops. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have this, and it's it's funny because I have this on a mixtape. And when you listen to it, it's like, did I fuck that up? Right. <laughs> See, well, uh, Nautis, back in the day, we did uh, a song called, we had a song called Nine Steps to Nowhere. Mm-hmm. And we ended the song that way. Just... Right, right in the middle of the riff. Dunk. Yeah, yeah. The song was about being chased down by a demon. Mm-hmm. You're on the nine steps to nowhere, praying on your fields, one hand on your shoulder, and it just stops. So yeah, we 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 co-opted that little trick. You know, and it always makes you wonder because you, when you hear somebody's behind the music stories of like. Just the, the actual fuck ups that do happen. Yeah. And they just let it like Nirvana saying the lyric early and then screw it. They just let it in. Yeah. You know, Steven Tyler breaking the vibra slap in sweet emotion. Yeah. Little shit like that. You think it's like maybe the engineer had his finger like laying near the button, had a twitch and, <laughs> and like and cut out the audio. And then just you know what? Fuck it. Leave it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Bliss was like, it's fucking good. Leave it alone. Yes. Um, so what are your final thoughts on this record? I love it. I mean, I, I absolutely this is. Probably one of the first thrash albums I owned. So it was like very near and dear to my heart. I think I have this one on tape and CD. Nice. And um, so it was just, it, I had it in the mediums that I could have it. There was no, I didn't do vinyl much back then. So, right. But it's, I, I love this one. This have I think this probably introduced me to not only thrash, but when you hear, you know, the Skull Crusher. I realized I love that music. I want that music too. Right. <laughs> so when you listen to something like, um, by like Dope Throne. Yeah. That, that's not the band. That, that, that's the album though. Right. Electric Wizard. And all these other bands that say they're Doom and Sludge. That's the sound I want. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and that is, and it's like, I'm always searching for that as the best sound. <laughs> so what, do you, what, what are your thoughts, Jim? I Like I said. This is this is my first uh, overkill experience. 
I just about wore this fucking tape out. I I love this album. Uh, man, this this album brought me back. Great fucking album. Yeah. Um, my final thoughts on it. Metallica is officially out of the big four. <laughs> Overkill's in. Um, th- these guys are far and away a superior band in every fucking sense. Mm-hmm. Better songwriting, better musicianship. Um, fuck Metallica, you're out. Better look, too. Better look, yes. Yes. Even even like Didi, who looked kind of sketchy. Actually, all four of them I fuckers mean, no, look sketchy. You always had to have the one curly-haired, skinny guy in your thrash band. Yeah. Every one of them has it. Well, yeah. Well, the, <laughs> and, and there's they put up front singing. Yeah. yeah. There's his blitz. Um, far and away a better band than Metallica. Bobby Gustafson is on par with Kerry King and Jeff Henneman mm-hmm. with his playing. He's that fucking yeah. good. You know, I might even put him up there, Chris Poland, Dave Mustaine level. Yes. Mm, and that's fucking lofty company. Dan Spitz level. That's lofty fucking company. Blitz has one of the greatest and most distinct voices in heavy metal. Yes, yep. which is why I put him on my list of vocalists. Yep, there you go. Bobby Ellsworth, you know, is a fucking great singer. Um, and his voice works so well with what Overkill does. Mm-hmm. And kind of like the same th- same with Joey Belladonna. It's not the traditional just yell and scream thrash voice. Yeah. There's actually, you know, it's it's higher and there's actually some fucking melody there. Yep. Good mm-hmm. shit. Um, I'd kill for D.D. Verini's bass tone. <laughs> I would fucking kill for that. Um, and Sid Falk is a very underrated drummer. I mean, Rat Skates was a great drummer. Sid, I think, was even better than Rat. All, all in all, uh, I, I, I love Overkill. I can't say anything bad about this. <laughs> no. I give the album a nine and a half. Oh, I'll go ten. Hey, so, hey he's, he's entitled that at half a point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it, 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 it's near perfection. It's near perfection. I go, I go nine and a half. I just I, I love the album too much, so. Are you 10? Oh, I'm always 10, 10 with everything that I put in a bucket's a perfect 10. <laughs> okay. That's, just, that's but just fact. Did you put that in a bucket? Oh, hell yeah. Yes, he did. Oh. Yep, overkill yes, did. was mine. All right. You, you went 10, Jim? Oh, yes. Yes, okay, I did. Okay, there we go. So we got, we now have a new highest rated album after one week. Oh, yeah. Because we had 29 last week. You're keeping track of this? No. But nothing <laughs> nothing else. There was no was other just, perfect albums before last week. Yeah. Well, there, that's because mine don't get fucking picked as much. Well, there was no perfect album before 1916, which was mine, fucker. <laughs> yeah. Man, even I should have put that one in. But last week, 1916 got 29 out of a possible 30. Mm-hmm. We now have a 29 and a half. Oh, goodness. All yes. right. Now, on to the main event of the evening. I already apologized for this because I was going to rewrite my notes because I'm writing on this little fucking paper. Why don't you? So, I I got half song titles and, boy, this is going to (laughs) suck. Why don't I what? Why don't I what? Type it up? Yes. Because I don't have a fucking secretary. That's why. Neither do I. (laughs) Because... I listen. I think I'm gonna remember. I think I can remember most of this stuff okay. that I have to say. Yep. For the most part. I, okay. I, I, 
Besides, there's enough fucking songs on it, for Christ's sakes. I said it was a double album. All right, so here we go. <laughs> this was Jim's pick. Led Zeppelin's Physical Graffiti, a double album released February 24th of 1975. Mm-hmm. This peaked at number one on the Billboard uh, Billboard charts in 1975, and the 2015 remaster peaked at number 11. Wow. Yes. So this actually charted twice on Billboard in separate decades. You know. Yeah. In separate fucking decades. Holy shit. Um, over 16 million units sold. So 16 times platinum. Um, and I broke this. This was broken down into side one, two, three, and four. Correct. On Wikipedia, which is where I pulled the track list. Yes. All right. So I want to say one thing. Somebody made a comment, I think, a week or two ago when we were talking about the best selling albums of all time. And he said the reason Physical Graffiti sold so many albums was because of the quote unquote gimmick cover. Hey, that was me. I said that. That was you. Why did you just acknowledge me? Well, asshole? guess what? No, wait, hang on, hang on. When you're going to say that, don't pull that somebody shit. Somebody. Just fucking point at me and say, you fucking said You it. fucking said this. Damn. This album is the first album ever to go platinum during a pre-sale. People, okay. 8 million copies were sold before the album ever came out. Okay. So nobody saw the fucking gimmick cover. There was a lot of weed smoked in the 70s. Lots. 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 Yes, weed. Lots. Um, This album, the reason, do you know the reason this is a double album? Because there was two of them in the sleeve. No. Okay, so (laughs) when they wrote this, they had what amounted to three sides of music. And rather than scrap shit, they took outtakes from Houses of the Holy That's and right. Zeppelin Three and yes. all their and their previous shit and put it on this and made it a double album. So you got shit on top of shit. Mm-hmm. You know what they should have done? What Monty Python did, because they had a three sided album. So did Dream Theater. But I'd rather listen to the Monty Python <laughs> side album. It's it just de- depends on the day. The other, me. the other thing is with each side, all those songs are kind of like the same sound, if you want to put it that way. Yeah, giant festering piles of shit. Okay, so let's don't move get on. ahead of yourself. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, I'm putting the cart before the horse. Judgmental. Song one, custard pie. This is the only song on the album that I really don't care for. This is a no for me. I liked it. I thought it was a good opener. It, it's it's not. It's, then again, it's, it's you mixed. guys have said my palate is shit. So <laughs> the notes I have. Go ahead. No, like I said, it, it, it's one of those songs that the more I listen to it now, I mean, and this is this is such a bluesy album too, a blues rock album. Um, but the more and more I listen to this song, I'm like. These fucking lyrics are fucking shit. I don't. I mean, as I'm listening to it, and I, I swear, my first thought was when I heard this, it's like, shit, I may actually enjoy this. This is kind of nice. <laughs> well, he so was thinking would, cherry pie. My thoughts on this are, is Robert Plant Chad Kroger's dad? <laughs> <laughs> so I liked it because it was Nickelbackish. Oh, could be, Robert, could be. Lyrically, yes. Oh, boy. Um. It's not a terrible song, 
But Robert Plant's fucking mush mouth is shit. On this one, yes. It, oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Shut On the fuck one. up already. Um, next, we have the Rover, which is a Houses of the Holy outtake. Correct. Big no. I enjoy this song. I liked it, too. I think this is one of the few ones that I actually know from listening to Pandora and um, like the hair metal shows and all that. They always play the Rover. Well, what I've got for this one is, uh, yeah, Greta Van Fleet is a direct fucking Led Zeppelin ripoff. How about it? How about it? How about that shit? This, this reminded me of, well, I shouldn't say that. Everything I've heard from Greta Van Fleet reminds me of that song. <laughs> of that fucking song. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know. I don't like it. You, you got to appreciate even even you got to appreciate the drums on this fucking album. No, I don't. Come we'll on. get to that. Oh, boy. We'll get to that. Oh, boy. Next, we have In My Time of Dying. This. Hang on. They actually gave a fucking blues man a writing credit for once. Correct. For the first time without being sued. They did it. Yeah, they get the entire first album is blues standards. Fuck you. I I didn't care for this. This, this is barely a yes for me. Holy shit, uh, my notes. Holy shit, they gave a blues man a writing credit. This song is too fucking long. I knew you were going to say that. And it's I thought that too. The same fucking slide riff over and, and over again. It's slow, and that slide riff makes it disjointed. <laughs> like it almost like doesn't belong in there. We've heard it. You don't need to fucking do it on air. Oh, it's sure don't yeah. it. ever and, fucking do that. And again. you'll and you'll you'll get us sure. you'll get us in trouble. We'll Why? get a copyright. Yeah, copyright. Oh. Now I, I, <laughs> I mean, a little bit of that slide guitar would have been cool, but. Jesus Christ, 11 fucking minutes of that? No, at the end, it's the end. It picks up. What is at the gates? It's all shit. It's not the slide guitar at the end. It's all shit. What do you want to listen to, Pink Floyd or Led Zeppelin? Oh, man. <laughs> Once again, I've never been high enough to enjoy this. Uh, now we move on to side two, Houses of the Holy, which is, whoa, a Houses of the Holy outtake. Correct. Yep. They wrote this song, and then they realized it didn't fit with the rest of the Houses of the Holy album, so they shelved it. No, because this is actually a decent song. I liked it, too. Yeah. No, uh, you're correct, but if you listen to Houses of the Holy... I'm correct about every fucking thing I say. Thank you. Not. Um, if you listen to Houses of the Holy, it has a different... The whole album has a different feel than this song I've does. never listened to Houses of the I Holy. I know you didn't. I have the album. I. Me, too. No. You'd be you'd be surprised to know I have most Led Zeppelin albums because of that collection I bought years <laughs> ago, and then when they there's Led Zeppelin two, there's a special print that is worth a shit ton of money. When I found that out, I ran home, opened up, look at the thing. It ain't mine. <laughs> of course, of course, mine ain't worth shit. Oh. Uh, yeah, I got the. I dig this one. This is a rocking tune. This is one of my favorite songs. It's a good album. tune. Yeah. Uh, next one is actually a yes for me as well. Trampled mm-hmm. Underfoot. Yes. Yep. It's about a car. Car analogy. This was actually, I checkmarked this because this is my favorite song on the album. I really enjoyed this. This song. is a good song. Really? I'm not, I ain't fucking lying to you. Look, look at the good hey, side. I'm just it's glad bigger you guys, than the bad side. You guys are liking songs you never even knew you'd listen to. Yeah. No. That was my job. No. Yeah. No, no, that no. wasn't your job. That That's what you did. That's why I threw that in there. No. I knew you guys would like the music. Some. 
Some. No. no. Uh, next is a giant fucking no. Come on. Cashmere? Fuck you. That song is a the drizzling shits. Oh, you're full of poop. No. I like Cashmere. I hate that fucking song. Oh, I, 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 I fucking hate it. It's about it's eight and a half minutes long. Mm-hmm. It's about four and a half too fucking long. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Move on. Forty too long. Thirty eight. <laughs> this song is long. It's boring. It's the fucking drizzling shits. All right. Fuck that. Next is another overly long and boring song. No, this is starting off side three in the light. Love this song. Here, here's a problem I have with this song. If when I listen to the song, Mm -hmm. there is a droning note. Yes, that is played the entire length of the song. That is like this brown note that just. It made me want to shit myself. And I'm sitting there like, and I'm like, is there something wrong with my speakers? No. And I'm like, Jesus. And it, it's like that. It's a background noise that's like, it's like a cricket. You know, a cricket. Just, just, it's just there. and It, can, it won't stop. In, in the words of Rick Mile, boring. Yeah. If they would have taken that brown note out, it, it would have been an enjoyable song. No, it still would have sucked. That note. Killed that song for me for that just that just droned into it's like somebody put a keyboard on sustain. That's a that, hit a yes, note and yes. walked the fuck away. Yes, it's called Christ sustain. <laughs> it's called Christ sustain. This shit I sustain. I can put it down. Well, have a coffee. I come back. It's still going. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fucking terrible, terrible song. Overly boring. Overly long. No, no, a thousand times no. Uh, next is a yes from me. That's this is a beautiful instrumental. Uh, Bronner, you're yeah. You know I feel or, instrumentals, and I still give this a yes. Yeah. I, I, when we get to the final thoughts, because it was very nice, you'll under you'll understand they why always, I gave it a yes. They always had in all their albums when they do an instrumental, they're usually short and they're very they're works of art. I, I, I'm just, sorry, I'm pushing the envelope there. Robert, Thank you for liking it. Just because Robert Plant can't think of the lyrics, now we're going to call it a fucking art piece. What am I, <laughs> what am I supposed to write here? Look, listen, listen. Hang on. I, I can I, only sing about me. I can only sing about me bellend about free, ang- sing, I, free songs on a record. I, can't, I couldn't think of lyrics for this fucking instrumental. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Oh. Um... Next, we have Down by the Seaside, which is an outtake from Zeppelin 4. Big, bad, no. Yeah, and my, my thoughts on this is there was a, like a tremolo and a vibrato during this song that just made it sound like, I don't know, like it was almost like auto-tune gone wrong. Right. See, and, and it also had a country sound to it. Well, go ahead. It, it's... It... When you look at the lyrics on this song, this song is about people. What am I looking at? Uh, my notes for "By the Seaside." Uh oh. What number is that? You got you can't you numbered them all fucked up. No, I didn't. You fucked hard. Wait, I'm gone. Oh, like a bad seventies country song. <laughs> right. <laughs> Even I. Yeah. See, we share a brain. Oh lord. What, hey. are, what are we gonna do if you're not brain? <laughs> the same thing we do every night, Pinky. <laughs> Try to take over the world. Narf! <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice song about, you know, describing how fucking people just 
just run around their busy life and don't take the time to look and see what's around them. Uh, down by the seaside, okay? Mm-hmm. What I have by this is no. Correct. I'm bored. Why are you bored? Because this song is like bad 70s country, then weak funk. Oh, boy. <laughs> weak funk. Bonk. <laughs> if, if Bootsy Collins was on Quaaludes, it might be like this. I have, I have an album, a CD. It's called, I think it's called Encodium, and it's it's uh, in fucking codeine, maybe. It's uh, all Zeppelin covers, and I think Tori Amos did this song on the album. What? Down by the seaside. No, no, thank you. Uh, moving on, ten years gone. My favorite song on the album. Oh, now I feel terrible. How? No, I don't. No, no, because I, I have I have my notes as uninspired. I put uh, my notes are very simple. I'm bored again. People. This is my favorite. I just it reminds me one of my favorite one of my favorite Zeppelin songs is the Rain song, and this song kind of has that same feel as the Rain song. That's why. This is Go not ahead. a reflection on you. No, I know. It's fine. Okay. I never want you to think this is a reflection on you. It's not. Oh, no, it's on you. No. That's not from... Don't put words in my mouth. Oh, no, that's directly from me. <laughs> you dick. This is what I had on when we were driving over here. I don't pay attention to that. I'm always worried you're going to sideswipe a car. How do you... <sighs> no, you, not, no fault of yours. Because we are like inches from the cars. Because there's so many of them. Well, yeah. You're fucking parking on both sides of the streets. People yeah. acting like fucktards. And then the people coming towards you like are already halfway in my lane. Yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't paying attention. I was I was just waiting for like a crunch. Right. <laughs> well, it ain't my fault and my insurance. So I'm okay. That's why that's why I never take the side roads in this town. I will always take Delaware. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to side four. Side four. Night flight. Uh Zeppelin four outtake. I enjoyed this song. I liked it too. No. Okay. I, it's a no for me. Uh, very typical Led Zeppelin. I see that why this was an outtake. Mm-hmm. It's very typical. Uh, uninspired. Um, shit. <laughs> okay. Next, we have the Wonton song. This, this is meh. Now... When this is when they say the wonton song, are they talking about the the Chinese dumpling soup? No. Or is it about like a feeling? I, I I don't know. I dug this song. I liked it too. It's on my good list. I dig the riff. Oh. I dig the riff. <laughs> yeah, I actually I actually dug this riff. Uh, that's because he gives. Uh, okay. Who what? Uh, Brian, he says, because you drive a huge Bronco now, so cars look small and close. No worries. Bill's the one getting scared in the passenger seat, not me. I'm not, not me. getting scared. I'm getting concerned. Well, it's because you drive like a fucking retard. Because No, no, he doesn't. It's just that, look. If, Stop. If some, <laughs> but if something happens, if something happens, I have to be a witness. I don't want to be a witness. And then we'll be late coming here. Play blind. You'd be blind pew. <laughs> All right. I Mo- saw nothing. Moving on. Uh, no, that's not Blind Pew. That's from Laughing. I know. I just... No, that's from Hogan's Heroes. Well, well, that too. Yes. And also, the there was they did the same bit on Laughing. Yeah. 
That was that was that was. And it was that also was no, 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 it wasn't Sergeant Schultz. That was Artie Lang. Artie Lang. And he was like, "Yo, very interesting." I know nothing. He did the I know nothing he as well. Did, he did not. Shut up, Mr. Gumby. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Next, Boogie with Stew. Which is another wow. Zeppelin four outtake. See, my writing is so shit. I thought I, I thought I wrote Boogie with Stan, uh, <laughs> but I mean Boogie with Stew makes about as much sense. Uh, this this is um, it has Ian Stewart, who is the pianist for the Rolling Stones, mm-hmm. on it, and it's based on Richie Valens's "Ooh My Head." Hmm. I liked it. I don't know why. I'm glad I never heard this before. It's it's a fun song. No, it's terrible. Boogie <laughs> with the stew. <laughs> Boogie Put a little sandpaper in your stew. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, no, this was terrible. Um, a, a big fucking no for me. Do not like it. No, sir. Uh, next, we have Black Country Woman, which is a Houses of the Holy outtake. Mm-hmm. What do you got, Jim? I, you know, once again, not one of my favorite songs of the album, but I, I enjoyed this song. It's, it's, it's a it, yay. It was very drum forward. Mm-hmm. It, se- it seemed like this was the one that they wanted to make the drummer just... Yeah, you know, he his his mics were way too high. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, it was a very drum heavy song. You're not wrong. Um, a lot of Zeppelin was mixed drum heavy though. Oh, this um, this one just seemed way out there. Yeah. Um, what do you got? What did you say, Jim? I said I it's like it's not one of my favorite songs on the album, but I I enjoy this song. I uh, what I have is it's a no. Um, more typical Zeppelin's just meh. Yeah, it's a no. I'm for, I'm bored. It's it's a no for me too, dog. Okay. Yeah. A little pitchy. I yeah. I only have it marked as one slash, so that means it's 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 a step above meh. Sick again is the final song on the record. This is a meh for me. Uh, it's a no. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that one either. Um, what I've got is another '70s creeper rock song. Yes. What the fuck? Yes. Um, wh- were all of the rock stars hanging out at the high schools yeah. back in the day? You said you dug me yeah, when you were prob- thirteen. Probably. Is that the girl that they that they hit with the mud shark? I don't fucking know. You don't know that story? No. When they were partying, I think it was in Seattle or San Francisco, somewhere on the West Coast. Um, the legend is that the guys in Zeppelin were partying with some groupies. And they um, used a mud shark... On one of the girls. It's the urban legend. Oh, my. All right. What are your overall thoughts on this record? Start with Jim. You already know mine. This is uh, this is my favorite Zeppelin album. Uh, one of my favorite albums in my collection. Um, You're not allowed to pick music anymore. Th- Come on. No. Like I said, this is the last turd that came out. We'll see. This is the last turd. We'll see. The other two were good. You'll see, like he's it. even admitting his favorite albums are fucking no, turds. No, for you guys. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, why would you have any met on your albums? No. Right. The, everything that I put in that bucket is a 10 from me. Every, everything that I put in that bucket from me is a good fucking yeah. album. This wasn't this wasn't experiment time. No. I wasn't experimenting. You just said you were. You guys listen to music that you would never listen to. Mission accomplished. When I sit here and say you guys never heard Dark Side of the Moon, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? When you guys never listened to Physical Graffiti, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I don't like that style of well, music. Well, but you did like songs on the album, correct? I was going to put Alan Jackson in I'm the just asking a question. I'm just asking a question. Did you 
<laughs> Did you enjoy songs on the album or not? Some of them, yeah. Okay. But I mean... But I mean, you wouldn't have been introduced to them if I did not put that in a bucket, correct? Well, yeah. You're making a shit. You're making a shit lawyer. That's all I say. I'm just saying. Did that's why I did it. So mission accomplished. You heard songs that you never would have heard before. So then my valid point was too. You used it as a test. He's, I didn't test anything. Yes, he did. You just fucking said it twice. Jesus Christ. Testing me or testing you? It's like taking somebody to a place that would shit food, but they make a good hot dog. <sighs> Wait, hang on. He says he didn't test us? Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> Was that jerky boy shit? Yes. Oh, dear Lord. I got a, I got a, I got a Saul Rosenberg sound <laughs> Oh, my soundboard. God. All right. Uh, my final thoughts on the album. All four are really, really good musicians. But together, it's boring 70 shit. It's fucking boring. I, I, I can't get into it. Yeah, I, I will never get into it. Jimmy Page is a great guitar player. Robert Plant has a voice for the ages. Mm -hmm. Okay? I will never fucking deny that. John Paul Jones is probably the best musician in the band. Mm. Not, there's no argument. I... All the keyboards and all those fucking amazing bass lines, that's John Paul Jones. Correct. Jimmy Page is a great guitar player. John Paul Jones is a better musician. Okay. John Bonham is good, but he's not as good as everybody has made him out to be. Oh. No, not oh. I love that man. No. And I'm not even going to bring my favorite drummers and, like, the prog drummers into this fucking argument. Keith Moon is a better drummer. Far and away. Mm. Not, eh, don't make that fucking I'm just face. trying to... Ginger Baker is far and away a better drummer. There's some... See, you're basing this off of one Off fucking of album. fucking talent. Off of one album. No, I've listened to enough Zeppelin to know that Ginger Baker and Keith Moon are way better fucking drummers than John Bonham. John Bonham is not the be-all, end-all drummer that everyone fucking makes him out to be. And I'm not even bringing guys like Terry Bazio, who was playing at this time in Frank Zappa's band, into the fucking equation. I'm not bringing Neil Peart into the equation. I'm not bringing... Well, I know where you stand with Peart. I mean, for Christ's sake, I wouldn't ask you to... There's a reason they call that man the professor. <clears throat> John Bonham is a good or was a good drummer. Maybe even great. But the pedestal that that man has been put on, because he's fucking dead... I, you know what? I was just going to say that. ...is undeserved. He's not as great as everyone has made him out to be. He's nasty. Musicianship, I will give this album... For musicianship, I will give this album an 8 out of 10. Musically, they're that good. It just never touched me. Yeah. It never fucking touched me. I would much rather listen to Led, uh, to Black Sabbath than Led Zeppelin. I've never been into Led Zeppelin. I've never been into Pink Floyd. The music does not fucking grab me. Overall, I give the album a five. Better than I thought you would. What did you give the... What did you give Dark Side of the Moon? Three. Three. Dark Side... This was better than Dark Side of the Moon. Oh, that I agree with. 
That I that I definitely agree with. I mean, I think by the time they got to this album, they had already. I think it was just like they'd already shot their load. This well, this this is their watermark right here, high watermark. I I don't know. I think it's underwater mark, but I don't know. I mean, I I I've heard like Led Zeppelin two, three, and four, and all the rest of them. It's like this one just. It was okay. It yeah. was an okay album. It was it was like Aerosmith's Done With Mirrors. Not my favorite album, but it was okay. Right. You know? I, was, I, but there was a lot of stuff on here that seemed experimental and kind of goofy shit that they should have just sat in the booth and said, nah, let's not do that. It For me, it's like Anthrax's State of Euphoria. It's, well, I would I would take Stomp well, no, 442 no, I'm saying, that one. Okay, Stomp 442. It's an okay album, but it's not my favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, I don't have a favorite Led Zeppelin album. I, you know, I, I, I will actively turn off Led Zeppelin's music. Ooh. If it comes on, I will fucking turn it off. Yeah, I, I don't know if he's. I know he's a, a fan, but I don't know if he's a listener. But um, um, old friend Dave is the one that really introduced me to Led Zeppelin way back in the day. Big Led Zeppelin fan, but it's like it just it just never clicked. It literally never clicked as like <laughs> this is good, and I think by the time I got to Led Zeppelin four, I was just like, okay, and and when they made the joke in Fast Times, yeah, you know what I mean. It's like I don't even know how the joke works, why you have to have side two of Led Zeppelin four in a van, but I mean, okay, but I mean, I just it just and again it just never. I never felt resonated. It. I never felt it. No, no, it never fucking hit with me either. And it, it never will. Um, I, 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 I just no. And from here on out, Jim, from now on, you will speak only when spoken to. Nine. Are oh, you little maggots? You make me want to vomit. What was your number? My number, I, I I give it a six overall. All right, I give it a nine. I never I never give anything like too low marks because I albums are good for reasons. But if you know when you certain ones, I just cannot. You know, I just can't listen to them. So I think the lowest I would ever go is five on anything, because if it's in there, it's got to be somewhat popular. Popular does not equal I good. I know. I know. <laughs> See, now that should be a soundbite you got to put in there. Oh, <laughs> I will record I, that. I know, I know, but it's like there comes a point when it's like you know that I've, there's bands that I like I don't like, be, even though you know they're they're everybody else seems to like them. Yeah, you know, but it's like I I I you got to give it up. Like bands like Nickelback. Yeah, you may not like them. But they are very popular, so that's got to start them off at a five. No, it doesn't. No, this I have to do these. I have to do these reviews honestly and from my heart. All right. And I don't feel that any higher than a five is warranted on this album. Okay. I don't feel that a three or any higher than a three was warranted on Dark Side of the Moon. That was the fucking drizzling shits. That album fucking hurt to get through. That was painful. See, there you go. You got you got past the worst of it. Yeah. Well, here's I I I may be opening myself up to some fucking serious shit here. 
our little uh, compilation album ideas that we've been doing. Yes. Those have gone over pretty well. I've liked those. Correct. Okay. Um, like, are like the, the and I, I I'm enjoying making the Spotify playlists and mm-hmm. sharing those. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have they they are available to the public. I'm enjoying listening. Oh, dude, I was so happy I found a version of Sandwich of Love on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> the only two I couldn't find were uh, Whips and Things by David Allen Coe, and I couldn't find Cop Killer. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because Cobb Killer's been deplatformed yeah. everywhere, so I but I did find a YouTube link, but I was able I was even able to find the fucking GG Allen song <laughs> on Spotify. Yes, holy fuck! I, I I listened to it yesterday. I listened to my I listened to, I I I went through and I listened to all three playlists. Yeah. Y'all are bitches. <laughs> you went. You went. You went. What you mean? You, you like. You like. You like uh, went through the glass ceiling is what you fucking did. What do you mean, y'all are bitches? Y- y'all are bitches. We went. We went to. Uh, we weren't raunchy enough. You. You guys were barely PG thirteen. Yeah. What the the question wasn't. You know what would piss me off. The question was what would piss Tipper Gore off. You're, you're you're not wrong. I mean, you know, it's like she would get she would have a serious problem with half of the shit on there. Most of the shit, she on might all have. the shit on there. She, yeah. yeah, probably. What would she she would have? What would she have done listening to mine? <laughs> Fucking had a coronary. Oh my god, she would. Ow, ow! Hey, uninvent the internet quick. <laughs> That's great. That's good. That's good. Oh god. I mean, when you go from sandwich of love, yeah. To Satan, my master. <laughs> I mean, if it, if it would have been a list of songs that offend me, it, it would have been a sort. The, the last two were those. Those were mine. Yeah. Fuck them both. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and, and now we can add that fucking Zeppelin song on there, too. The Lemon Pledge? No, 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 no. Oh, I didn't even realize. Not that the one. Lemon song. No, the I, one that we just talked about. Yeah, what okay. the fuck was oh, that? Oh, yeah. The, uh, cre- the Creeper song on here. Uh, uh, I, 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 I did I don't even, I don't even want, I don't want to do an entire list of creeper songs. I, I'm going to, no, we're not going to do that. I'll have to burn my ears from the inside out. We're not going to do that. <laughs> but Jim, get your pen. Black. What was the song? <laughs> I didn't find it yet. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, shit up. This is like, yeah, sick again. Okay. This is like working with fucking kids. I know, right? I'm a child. You are. Fucking man child. Man child. Yeah, or lady man hermaphrodite. Whoa. Shut your mouth, Hermie. <laughs> <laughs> I need that one, too. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, the Rock talking to Kevin Kelly. <laughs> uh, anyway, so what I want to do. Okay, Brian says, I always enjoy hearing these songs playing in Jim's office when he looks them up. Uh, making his uh, making his notes for this podcast. Rock on, guys. Thank you very much, Brian. Um, I mean, I, I know my stuff and Bill's stuff is way more enjoyable than Jim's, but, you know, we got to fucking give the clown his due. We got to give the clown his time, too. It's equal time, you know? That's... 
He's not a clown. He's a fucking clown. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing hey, wrong with that. I, 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 speaking as a juggalo. You're offending clowns. Speaking as a juggalo. <laughs> yeah, clowns are offended that I called oh, Jim a fucking Jesus clown. Jesus Christ. All right, so here's what I want to do. I want to do something a little different for our next compilation album. All right. Jim, you are our resident grunge expert. Okay. I want your 15 definitive grunge songs. Ooh. No repeat artists. No repeat artists. Well, you can repeat artists. Mm-hmm. I can probably do it without. If you can do it without it, do it without it. But if you need to repeat artists, you can repeat artists. Yeah, because there's only like three grunge bands. <laughs> All right. And here's the caveat. Three. We're going to do these albums, and we have to listen to each other's albums. We have to listen to each other's Spotify playlists. Okay. All right. I will make them. I like we'll talk about them next week, mm-hmm. and then I will put the Spotify playlist out, and then we have to listen to each other's Spotify playlists, <laughs> and then critique them the following week. <laughs> oh, right. oh goodness! Oh goodness gracious! Bill, hang on. All right. Okay, I was gonna have to, you have to shit or you got to burp. Your playlist is going to be fifteen definitive power metal songs. Ah, and I, I have the list already in here. I was gonna say, why do I need a pen for this? It's <laughs> easy. And by, by number fifteen, you're gonna say it sounds the fucking same. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'm thinking of a number between one and ten. Whichever one of you gets closest to it picks my genre. On on the count of 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 three, mm-hmm. that way, okay. Are we doing hands or just saying it? No, you just say it. Okay. I'm saying on the count of three. Okay. But he said ten. Right. You have to do that. Never mind. It's too complicated. No, you're being an ass. I'm not being an ass. On the count of three, we're gonna say a number, correct? See now. One, wait, wait, hold two. on. Hang on. Hang on. So it's between one and ten. Is that between one and ten inclusive? Because Don't you start with your fucking numbers. Inclusive. No, no, no. Because between no, less one than and ten three is, bullshit. is two than nine. No, no, it's, no. It's, it's one to ten inclusive. Okay, okay. Gotta three. Spell everything out. Two, for you. one, six. seven. It was seven. Since when do you have seven on the brain? Since now. Well, I mean, he has six six is etched on his freaking neck. It's like what the hell? It's like. If you're 555, then I'm 666. What's it like to be a heretic? (laughs) All right. What is the genre that I get to pick? I get get to do. I'm going to make it easy on them. Because I like to hear some of the stuff, too. Death metal. 15 essential death metal songs. That's what I would have said, too. Oh. So the the number was moot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we have 15 essential grunge songs. 15 essential power yes. metal songs oh. and 15 essential death metal songs. Mm-hmm. This is going to be fun. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. This is, this is going to be nuts pouring over my damn collection to figure out which 15. Oh, me too. <laughs> me too. I mean, I could tell you right now some of the bands are going to make an appearance. Uh, death will obviously be on there. Um Deicide will obviously be on there. Cannibal Corpse. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I I would put Bathory, but te- I would think they're more black metal than death metal. Um, yeah. yeah, I already know most. I mean, I'm I'm gonna definitely have Blind Guardian. Yeah, uh, Turizaz, uh Camelot. I mean, I already know half the bands I'm gonna be featuring on this. Nice, nice. <laughs> it's just like, oh, which song? Which song? Well, I know which one by I, I know which one by Blind Guardian. That one I know is my all time favorite song. So I'm not even gonna. It just it's it's you. I mean, you'll love some of this shit too because of the fucking Lord of the Rings shit that's gonna be talked about. Yeah, he will absolutely love it. With it. he'll be sitting like, he's a Gandalf. He's a Gandalf. Yeah. This is crazy. <laughs> See, I'm like, well, that's in that's in uh, Led Zeppelin as well. But they're not power metal. No, I know. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, the immigrant, uh, not immigrant song, Over the, the Hills and Far Away. Yeah, Misty Misty Mountain Hawk. Misty Mountain Hawk. Yeah, there there is a, there is a great. Bunch of sub genre of power metal, whereas I just call them D and D metal. Yeah, because they just sound like they're going on a fucking adventure. <laughs> ah, ah, the quest has begun. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right. Um, grab the bucket, Jim. Oh boy. Let's see what comes up next. It's, oh. a, it, it's a blue ticket. Oh, it's a boy. We know who did it. Yeah. All right. Bill, what do you got? Guar, scum dogs of the universe. 10 out of 10. I'll say it right now. <laughs> I told you. All bangers. That is a fucking banger. All right. So we got scum dogs of the universe. Hell, we remember we're at the lunch table singing those fucking yes. songs. Yes. We got Exodus. Fabulous disaster. Boom! This is going to be such an easy week. All right, gang. If you want to play along with us next week, um, Exodus is fabulous disaster. That was one of mine, I believe. Yeah. My friends built a low rider. So we have fabulous disaster by the thrash metal giants, Exodus. And we have the seminal album, Scumdogs of the Universe, by oh. your friends and mine, Gua. The band of the past. Yes. The band of the present. This this might be the first one that we've actually seen both bands. Yes. Multiple times. Yeah. Because <laughs> here yeah. they... Here they are, straight from Antarctica, just to ruin your fucking day. Live from Antarctica. Live from Antarctica. Great freaking video. Yes. I fucking love Sleazy P. Martini. I wish they would bring him back. And Live from Antarctica is on YouTube. Yes. They never released it on DVD, The Bastards. So I stole my videotape, but you can watch it all on YouTube. And it's, it's as great as it ever was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My name is Sleazy P. Martini, entrepreneur extraordinaire. <laughs> and the manager, what are you about to witness here tonight? Oh, boy. Uh, he calls them the band of the past, the band of the present, and the band of the future. The band that's going to shove heavy metal so far up your fucking ass, you're going to shit molten lead for your year. <laughs> <laughs> fucking guar. Oh, God, this is going to be it. You're not kidding. This is going to be an easy week musically. I get to listen to a ton of fucking death metal. Guar, 
and Exodus. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be the easy part of the the easy part of the, the game. It's like just picking the power metal songs. I'll be agonizing over that up until probably you show up at my house. All right, Brian asked a question. Uh, have we ever heard of the band called Hammerbox? Evening, Brian. <laughs> Evening, Brian. <laughs> Brian? Hammerbox. No, Hammerbox. I have not. The album is Numb from 1993. Lead singer is Carrie Ark. I asked Jim and he said, no, probably because they sucked. Jim, how dare you? We don't, we don't say music sucks. Mm. Excuse me. <laughs> what just happened the past two weeks? I, I don't well, know. You, I would... <laughs> you put music that sucks in my bucket. See? <laughs> No, I never, I never <laughs> heard them. Um, I, I'll check into no. them though. Hammerbox, thank you, Brian. I'll, we'll definitely check that. Do you want us to review the album? Oh, tell me tomorrow. Which, I'll, I'll throw it in the which, bucket. I, I'll which do it one, right now. Which one's Brian? Brian, uh, he's he works closest to the window, closest to the door. When you come, when you come in, he's the first one you see on the right. Okay, because I only ever pay attention to the guy straight on. Yeah, I know. You don't have peripheral vision. It's not I don't have peripheral vision. The people on the right can't help me. I give my keys to the guy <laughs> at the end of the aisle. There is the no only help time, for you. The only one time is like, hey, I'm, I'm here to drop off my car. Oh, Jim's not here today. What? <laughs> we telling this story again? It's still funny. Fuck. Brian? Because they knew why I was there. It is officially on a post-it note. And it <laughs> is going in the bucket right now. Doobie doobie doo, dude! It's funny that you bring up the doobie doobie doo. Uh oh! That picture of me, Bo, and Zeke. Yes, we're drinking Bud Ice. <laughs> I did see the ice. Yeah, I did see. I was thinking, wow, this was back when everything was fucking ice. Yeah, Bud Ice fucks you up. Oh, oh dude. yeah, everything ice fucked you up. I used to. We used to. If I didn't have Heineken, I was either drinking Bud Ice or Ice House. Oh. And the, I, since it was Bud Ice, I know. I, we were probably drinking out of Broussard's stash. <laughs> Dude, the Panamanian guys couldn't say Broussard so well, right? Yes. It always came out, Broussard, Broussard. So they called him Budweiser. Oh, Lord. Because that's what Bo drank. They can say that. Budweiser! <laughs> and Bud Ice, I remember they had the, um, the not round cans. The cans were like squared off edges. So yeah. you could hold them easier. Yeah. Damn... But- Damn gimmicks. Fucking gimmick, gimmick album covers. Bullshit Red Dog CDs. Yeah. And it's freaking yeah, gimmick beers. Red Dog was another one. Yeah. Whenever you'd sit in the bar, they they pull the Red Dog tab and the dog would growl on the wall and the eyes would light up. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Goddamn gimmick shit. I enjoyed Red Wolf. I, you know, I, I was a Killian's fan. Back then. Oh, Killian's Irish Red? Yeah. Been there, done that. Oh, God. But then it was... Fucking Killian's Irish Red. Uh, I still have yet to, I, and I don't think they make it anymore, have a Watney's Red Barrel. I didn't even think that was a real thing. It is. They probably have it. Because there, there was Watney's Red Barrel, Watney's Cream Light, Watney's mm. uh, London Stout. Wow. I was, the, the big beer that I, after that, after the red phase was, <laughs> do you remember? J.W. Dundee's Honey Brown Lager. I always I remember, had that. Yes, oh, honey I brown, remember yeah. you and the honey. Always the had that. Honey brown. We would make, we, that was in our days we would pick on Jim about everything. Let, what's and, changed? Hey, I have to have my honey beer. I have to have, now, he could have he slapped me back because that was when I was in my corona phase. Yeah. 
Oh, Jesus. And I probably Christ. did, you douche plot. It's like, it's like I, I, oh, I got your Corona. Did you get limes? No, I didn't get limes. I'm not drinking the Corona then. Bullshit. It looks to me like the best part of you ran down to crack your mama's ass and ended up as a brown stain on the mattress. <laughs> I think you've been cheated. I needed that one. <laughs> oh. uh, gimmick fucking beers. Gimmick beers. Fucking Ice House, Bud Ice. Uh, we had... Uh, we had, the, I, I think I've told the story. We had the, these three drawer chests that we kept in our wall lockers, mm-hmm. right? And they were perfect for opening beers. <laughs> the bottom drawer of my three drawer chest, by the time I left Panama, was a damn near filled was, with Heineken tops. Oh, my Lord. Oh, uh, dude. Fucking good times. Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to these two albums, boys. Yeah. And believe it or not, even the grunge shit, because I want to hear what he thinks, like, essential grunge is. Mm -hmm. I'm actually, I want to hear this. I probably have heard them all because I'm I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't, grunge is not my go-to, but I listen to a lot of uh, the the lithium. Lithium. I listen to lithium a lot, so it's like, I don't mind it. Yeah. But I'm, I was I was I detested it mostly at the time because it was killing my music. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to this. Um, and gang, whether you're whether you watch this on Facebook or if you listen to us on the various streaming platforms, if there is a compilation type deal that you would like us to do, like that you would like the three of us to do, throw it out there because. We'll do it. Yeah. We, I, 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 I don't know about these two fucking clowns, but I really enjoy doing this now shit. Now you're a clown too. I'm a juggalo. Of course I'm a clown. Clown. But I That's will... what I'm going to do next. Top 15 juggalos. <laughs> no. Top, top 15 ICP albums. They don't have 15 albums. I, yeah, I yeah, think they, they do. They probably they do. They probably do. <laughs> oh. Number one is The Great Malenko. All right. You, well. I like Riddlebox too. Riddlebox is good and, biz- and bizarre with two A's, not two R's. Yeah, uh, but I, I, I like my intro was the Great Malenko. Okay, so that one I'm not I'm not a juggalo, but that one you know, right there, man. God, one one day I want to go to a gathering. I really do. We, we should go. So <laughs> we should go. We really should. We bring an orange Fanta. Fago. Fago. Sorry. It's F. I was close. Uh, it'll be F in a minute. <laughs> are, so you, I, are you threatening me? No, man. Juggle, we family. You gotta be down with the clown. <laughs> All right. On that note, I think we've had enough for tonight. Absolutely. Um, we have one good album. One one album is a maybe good. One album is a maybe shit. Um, yeah. Fucking allegedly, Jim has no more garbage in my bucket. That's correct. Allegedly. Um. That remains to be seen when we pull his other albums. Uh, I know I, I have faith in Bill that his his stuff is good. I know my stuff is good, and a lot of our crowdsource stuff is good. Like I'm, I'm really excited. I cannot wait till it comes out. Is uh, Jimmy Westerberg's other pick? Oh, 
<laughs> if it's fucking Pablo, honey, I'm throwing it back in. No, Pablo. It, I, I'll tell you what it is. Are you washing your ass, no, Pablo? I don't want to know what it is. No, it, okay. I, I don't. I, I I don't want any surprise. I mean, well, I want surprises. All right. And I don't want pre-surprises. But it's it's coming. It's gonna be here. It's gonna be here eventually. Um, until next week. Uh, this has been Oh No Not Them. Have a have a good one, motherfuckers. I'm Eric. I'm Bill. I'm Jim. <laughs> Later on. <laughs> Whew.